You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and technology. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the founder and CEO of Rock, Paper, Scissors, a music tech PR firm. And we continue our mini-series on what's going on with live streaming and other areas of music tech that are all of a sudden even more important for artists and the music industry. I'm super pumped to have Andy Levine, the founder of Tupico, with me today. Hey, Andy, how's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. So I'm going to dive in and we will back up to COVID-19 and self-isolation from there. But let's just start right from the start. Tell us about Topeka. What is it and how does it work? So Topeka is a platform where artists or anyone you re- you would revere, any creator, can have a, a real FaceTime live conversation in a comfortable environment, one-on-one or in small groups. Wow, but hold on here. That's isn't that the same as Skype and uh, FaceTime and all that? What what's different? It is. It's the technology is really the same. I think the what what makes Topeka unique is that we work with the artists and fans uh, to schedule a time to connect them to kind of facilitate and to moderate and to just to make sure the whole process goes smoothly. You know, for artists. One thing that I always noticed from my 25 years of being around artists is when you catch them at the show, it's hard to get them fully present. You know, they're worried about sound check and who's on the guest list and if the big label's coming. And, and the fans who have those little interactions really, in my opinion, never really get to see the artist in a really relaxed state. And so we love that this platform has the artists at home in a comfortable environment. There's a safe boundary. They don't have to worry about anyone like invading their space. And then we're there to kind of make sure it all works, uh, introduce the fan, set the stage for them to have their kind of conversation. And then when it's time to wrap up, we help the artist avoid being the kind of bad guy. And we just come in and, and help facilitate wrapping it up and connecting everybody. All right, so we'll get a little more into the detail of how that works, but when did you launch this and what made you come up with the idea for this? So we launched at the end of last year and I've been working on it for a year and a half. From my early career from managing bands to promoting festivals on cruise ships uh, with Six Man for the last 20 years. I've kind of grown up with a lot of artists who have gone from, have made the shift from full-time touring musicians to mostly just playing on the weekends, raising kids, you know, you know, trying to be good, good dads and husbands and moms and present in that way. And so as I was spending time with people, I was like, wow, you have a lot of downtime during the week. Your fans are older. They want to know more what do you, what would you say if, if I could set up, you know, an hour a week where you could talk to, you know, three or four people, 15 minutes at a time, make money and sleep in your own bed and really get a chance to know someone in that kind of environment. And, and the feedback I got was like, that would be amazing. We have, I'm getting requests for this and that all the time. And it would be so nice to have someone to refer them to, to say, Hey, this is Andy and Topeka and Melissa and I've worked with them for years and they will take great care of both of us and make sure that we, we have a great experience and make sure my schedule works with yours and all those things. So I came back. So it's really been almost over a year and a half. I've been working on this kind of, what do we call it? What's it going to do that? So just, you know, in the last month, of course, everyone's like, wow, you threw this together quickly. I'm like, well, I did not know this was coming, <laughs> you know, so, but we are, we're happy to help. So that's really kind of what gave me the idea. And Beyond that, you know, my own personal journey, I consider myself a social entrepreneur. So I've, I've also been 
coaching single moms living in public housing in Atlanta for the last few years. And what I found was it would really be great to have a cult, to build a culture where you could kind of empower and employ. And this was a business I thought, wow, this is the kind of business I could grow and build and I could invest in and hire people who might be overlooked for, you know, a real, a real career. Oh, wait, there's a couple things we need to unpack there. I want to come back to what you just said. But um, just to say a little bit more about uh, the, the, the six man and the, and the cruises, can you just explain a little bit of that if, if this is people's first time hearing about that? Yeah. So in 2001, I founded a company called Sixth Man, and we take fans and bands on vacation on primarily cruise ships, but now resorts. And uh, we take about 50,000 people a year on vacation. And I sold that company in 2012 to to Norwegian Cruise Lines and then continued to run it until 2016. Since then, I've been the chairman and advisor, but I I went from working, you know, a lot to not a lot. And and so that's what Sixth Man is, but uh, it's it's an amazing group of people. I can't tell you how much talent, uh, you know, we always say that the people at Sixpan will out care and out serve anybody on the planet um, when it comes to helping you have a great vacation with the, with the things you love. How many people work for Sixman? Uh, 62 employees right now. Nice. And that's out of Atlanta mostly? Yeah, it's out of Atlanta. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. So that makes sense. So you kind of built some career revenue and a new type of experience for some pretty recognizable names in music in that experience. And you got to know a lot of those artists and then you kind of followed the path of what was going on with their careers and realized there's this other opportunity. They now have this, this connection with fans, but they can't really tap it. There's no way to, you know, backstage doesn't work on stage, doesn't work on the way to the venue, doesn't work. And, and here they are at home. And so you thought, you know, this is, this is a win-win where a they get to connect more personally with people who are supporting their careers b fans get serious inspiration with a more direct relationship and interaction and 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 the artists also have a revenue stream as a result so do i got that did i get that right yeah i mean think about it like um you know how else can an artist make money from home right now i mean the old tour the old cycle was you'd go make the album tour tour break even on the tour and then live off your royalties um, well, that's been completely flipped in the last, you know, what, 20 years. So now it's the, the, the primary revenue stream for artists is their touring revenue. And they have to be gone to do that. And so when it comes to getting out of your 20s into your 30s and 40s and want to also have a family, there's a big rub there. And so, you know, so artists are really having to make tough choices. And if we can help, you know, we were able in January, we had an artist do one hour a week for the month of January or January 15th to February 15th. And we were able to send them a check for $2,500. And it was, it was great. Like, I know that, I don't know what the mortgage is, but it had to make a little help. <laughs> so and they didn't have to go sleep in a hotel to get it. Yeah. You keep talking about families, man. You're talking about the, the families of these artists and you were talking about the, the families of these single moms that you're coaching. Let's go back to that real quick. You said something about trying to create opportunities for them. Are you saying that Topeka will somehow eventually create opportunities for these single moms? Yeah, we already are. We have an apprenticeship program. So I have a I have a nonprofit that we've affiliated we a chapter of a national nonprofit called Circles USA that really focuses on peer-to-peer mentor-led empowerment where you you kind of you connect people from different life stages and socioeconomic stages and you build relationships so that those relationships help lead to opportunities and growth. And uh, so we started a chapter in Atlanta and we have an apprenticeship program and we actually have uh, a mom right now who's, she's about uh, six weeks into the program 
where she is spending half her time. We're helping her, as she says, get stable, but we call it building life systems from helping with housing to transportation, to childcare, to just cell phone, financial literacy. And so we have a program where we're spending half the time doing that. And the other half, we're introducing her to what we're doing at Topeka so that she can be a potential moderator, uh, help schedule. You know, her alternative was to work at Target, you know, really tough hours. She has a two-year-old and we're able to do this and and do a flexible schedule uh, for her. So it's it's got a huge social component. I mean, for me, I've been really lucky. And what, what, what I want people to know in five years, I don't want people to know, wow, Topeka was at the right place at the right time for this pandemic. I want people to say, wow, you can be an entrepreneur. And instead of just being generous, once you're successful, you can actually build social impact into how your business runs and grows. And so it's a scary venture, but the team is really excited about it. It's a great why for us. And those are the victories we celebrate. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's, that's really interesting. You know what? I'm going to ask one more question. Uh, Did you pick this, this focus area of coaching single moms in Atlanta or did Circles USA sort of suggest that? No, uh, when I was no longer full time at Six Man, I was one day I drove over to the local ministry. It was a, a home in in Atlanta, and they where they were housing some people who were homeless. And I I met with the director, and then I learned so much. And then uh, I asked her, I said, "Tell me someone you know in Atlanta doing amazing things." And so she sent me to someone else. And so I went on this journey of meeting from with like thirty people over six months, and I kind of went from homelessness to food insecurity to poverty to these things. And what I found was the, the coaching found me. It really did. It, it, it found me. I found, I basically got back and said, you know, there's an old saying, like you can help someone get out of the river or you can go find out who's pushing them in in the first place. And what I found was that it's not just getting someone a job that keeps people from, you know, getting out or getting, lifting themselves up. It's really, it, most times it's the other things. It's the financial things, the, re- the relational things, the things going on from a housing, you know, if you don't have certain pillars or foundation, it's going to be really hard to like, to focus and, and, and excel professionally. So I said, well, we want to build an ecosystem that, that does that. And I was helping people get jobs, but then I wouldn't see them anymore and they'd be making money, but they'd, they'd be broke every Monday because they weren't, we weren't getting that time together to really talk about, okay, Hey, let's, mm-hmm. what can we do? So now we actually withhold half of the, of the payment, uh, each, each day we, it's a stipend in the apprenticeship, but we hold half of it to direct toward, you know, rent or housing or, I mean, rent or transportation or whatever. So that, you know, one of the things that comes the, the minute someone in, has a job, you know, everyone around is like, Hey, can you help me out? Can you help me out? So we had to empower her with this narrative of, Hey, I'm part of a program and I'm only taking home half. The rest is being saved for me. And I'm happy to share this. And it also helped take the pressure off trying to figure out how to save just enough for the, in three weeks when the utilities are due at work, you know, just things that muscles that haven't been built yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it's really interesting to hear about that. It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds and cool that you're able to build this new enterprise at the same time that you're building this kind of community support mechanism and, and system as well. Let's jump back into Topeka. Uh, you know, we've been talking on the Music Tectonics podcast quite a bit about live streaming and, the, and its sudden emergence and instant demand for it. Why are artists using Topeka over other live streaming platforms? And I mean, most of the ones we've talked to are really about kind of like doing a, a concert or even an intimate performance versus 
sort of how you describe it. Can you replicate a concert on it? Um, so tell me more about why, why people might choose Topeka, whether it interacts with other live streaming and whether it's just these kind of meetup, small meetups versus concerts and all that. No, it's, it's flexible. I mean, we're, we're pretty much using a, the, the Zoom technology to do what we're doing at this point. But, we are, but, our, but our platform, the Topeka side of it, allows artists to create any type of experience. We have an artist that does uh, meditation on Tuesdays. If you want to meditate you know, with Tim, you know, a group of people can come in, they can just have that conversation. So if you want to hear, we had someone create a request to hang out last night where they want to serenade. They want an artist to sing their favorite song to them. Uh, for for their husband's birthday, so we wanted to make it more of the intimate uh, setting. We can do performances. I mean, just we can do a performance if we want, but we're we're really positioning ourselves on the opposite side of that. I mean, uh, Stage It does a great job with this uh, for the if it's just about the performance. I think the unique thing we offer is two way interaction, right? So the artists know can see who's on the other side and talk to them between songs or just have a conversation. We're seeing people. You know, fans of artists who live internationally who can't come to see these artists tour, getting to ask questions and talk about guitar and ask them, how do you play that part? What are you doing there? And so we we want to be that primarily. We want to be we want to be the place where you do that. And we're actually talking to some other platforms about being kind of the backstage. Right. So do the live stream. But after the show, the live stream for a thousand people or 50,000 people that are watching, we're going to have 10 people backstage using Topeka, using our platform to just have a more in-depth conversation, um, either one at a time or as a small group. Gotcha. Okay. Talk about traction so far. Um, I don't know if you can talk about uh, certain numbers around traction and, and also specify what's pre-COVID-19 and, and what's happened after since, since everyone's uh, self-isolating and uh, sheltering at home. Uh, well, you know, my, my plan last year was to kind of slowly introduce this platform and get, you know, get everything going. And we've got about 50 hangouts under our belt so far, so we're pretty young. But I will say since in the last month, we've been, I mean, we're getting a lot of emails every day from artists, managers, labels, agents. Hey, tell me more about this. You know, the conversations I'm having with some artists right now are, hey, in these times, our fans look to us to help be a vehicle to help call attention and raise money. And so we're doing all the free stuff right now. We're playing, we're giving people, you know, music, we're doing that. But at some point, we're going to have to find a balance of doing that so that we can earn revenue. And I'm confident, you know, uh, there'll be ways to do that from streaming. But but we really want to be there for, we want to be there for the, for the fan who says, I've been a fan of this artist for a long time, and I just want to talk to them. I want to share my story. I mean, we have one guy that just, he's been waiting 20 years to tell this artist his story. I just want you to know my journey and how you, and how you were such an influence for me. And I've been wanting to tell you this for 20 years. So we want to be that space first. We can cross over and overlap a little bit with some of the other live streaming things, but we're going to try to lean into this one side first. Gotcha. So, so it's, you were really just taken off. And so right now you're starting to experience, it's kind of good timing for the, for the business model, but you're still in early days. Yeah, it's, we're, it's early days. And, you know, Evan from Stage It and I are friends, and he has been great. When I called him, I bet he and I talked over a year ago about this, and he was awesome. And he shared so much about the things they had learned, and like, hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. So just love to be in a, in a space with guys like that who are like, hey, you know what? I'm passionate about doing this. You're passionate about doing that. Let's, how can we help each other? So um, I love it. I mean, the, the truth is, 
the artists have an opportunity, I think, to provide a lot of hope and enlightenment during this time when people are uncertain about things or just at home and lonely. And I also, I've seen what, what we're seeing on our end, that it's a two-way, is we're seeing the artists get off going, I could have talked to that person for two hours. You know what I mean? Like, I could have, you know what I mean? Like, I really, I, I really am glad I got a chance to have that conversation with this person, you know? And so I'm seeing the artist taking away something instead of it just being a, uh, being taken, you know, given away. That's awesome. No, I mean, I can imagine for both of them, it could be such a fulfilling experience, both artist and fan to be able to actually have that one-on-one connection, especially in this era where we are disconnected digitally through a screen. So much of the time, social media has connected the world so closely and there's all these video streaming and not, not just live streaming, but the, you know, the YouTubes and the video gaming on Twitch and all that kind of stuff. And just video games in general, where you've, you're connected to people you never would meet otherwise, but you aren't as connected. And so it seems like you're trying to like put your hand through the screen and reach somebody someplace else in a more human, more personal way. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons we called it Topeka, but Topeka is like just about in the middle of the country. Um, and you know, kind of inspired by that scene in almost famous where, you know, Russell's walking down the street and he's in Topeka and he's over the glitz and glam or the, the pursuit of it. And I just want something real. And so we want the brand to be a place where you come and be real. And, 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 and also the fact that it's in the middle of the country, we want it to be kind of this, you know, the image of the artists and the fan are meeting in this neutral place just to be themselves. And, uh, it's been great. And we're, we're, we love the challenge and, and, you know, we're really excited about where this is going. Can you tell us maybe one or two more of kind of interesting or, or best use cases that you've seen to date or, or maybe mention specific artists and how they're using it that you haven't already told us? Uh, well, you know, we had one last week with um, an artist named Ian Moore who lives in Seattle, and he had uh, scheduled, someone had scheduled uh, him to do a mini concert, a six song all request mini concert for them. And then they were going to have friends over at the house and watch it. And then obviously they had, everyone went to shelter in place. And so we were able to work it out where I think we had six, we had six households <laughs> all tuning in to watch this concert. And uh, it was great because the kids were involved, you know, the, you know, Ian seeing like all these little scenes going on, people on couches. There's a couple over here. There's a family here. And there was one scene where there was a young girl. She must've been five or six and she had a guitar and, uh, and he, Ian, she and Ian just had this really cool exchange. It was really funny and everyone got to see that. So we were so glad in that moment that we could help take something that people were really ex- excited about and preserve it, right. Instead of suspending it or canceling it we were able to make it work. So that that's just one that jumps to the top of my mind. What about from the fan side? You talked about this guy who who's dying to tell an artist who inspired him for, for 20 years has been wanting to tell him the story. Have you, do you have any uh, fan experiences that you've witnessed that we haven't talked about? You might be able to share. Yeah. You know, we had one early on Matt Scannell from vertical horizon did one with uh, a guy from Chile and he's been a huge vertical horizon fan for forever. Um, and he was telling Matt, that every time he, every time they have a child, if they have four kids and every time they had a child, he not only got his wife a present, uh, you know, a push present as they call it, but I can't remember if he bought himself or she bought him a guitar. Like one, she would buy him a different one of a, a guitar like Matt uses. And, and he was so excited to share that story. And they were kind of had this comparing guitars. And then, and then he was like, he's a guitar player. And he said, Matt, I, um, uh, I've been trying to figure out how you play this one part. 
for years and I can't find it on YouTube. I can't figure it out by listening to it. And Matt, you know, within a few minutes pulled out his guitar and said, Hey, here's what I'm doing here. And what you, there's, there's two guitars and here's what one of them's doing. And here's what the other's doing. And it was just so great to see this guy who must have had hours trying to figure this out, hear it from his kind of hero. And, uh, and so when we see that I, I'm watching these things, I've moderated some of them and then I've gone back and watched them and I'm just sitting here going, this is gold. Like I don't, it's such a beautiful moments that are happening in these exchanges. I don't know what to do with them. I wish other people could just watch the hangouts. It would be great. Um, if we could do that where the fan the artist wouldn't be, you know, inhibited, but I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's something special happening in there and we're really excited to watch it. Yeah. You guys need like a, like an awards show of the best hangs between artists, not an awards show, but like a reality TV show where you capture these touching moments. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so great. And I think the artists are loving knowing what their fans do for a living. And, you know, when someone's sitting in their home and then they bring their daughter in or the people are bringing their dogs on the screen and talking about dogs and cats. And it's like, it's like just two people hanging out. And it's like, you almost forget that there's this artist fan dynamic going. And, you know, it's really nice. It's nice to see that kind of interaction. And the artists, I mean, you've been around artists. I'm sure, you know, they like it too. Most artists don't like being looked at differently or treated differently. They want to just have normal mm -hmm. conversations. The ones I know, they say, you know, when they say something, Andy, uh, we love the fact that you always just treat us normal and you're not, you're not there for the autograph or the picture. I don't have a picture or autograph mm -hmm. from any artist that I've ever worked with. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, I just, we want to try to recreate that, that environment for them. Yeah, makes sense. You know, something I didn't ask you about, can, can you talk a little bit about what the monetization model is and what kind of the range of, I mean, you mentioned the $2,500 check that one, one artist you were able to send to. What's kind of the range of what the fans are playing? What's the artist making? What's the split with you? All that kind of stuff. We The artist earns 75% and we earn 25%. Of our 25%, we're using, it's about a third of that goes to the empowerment uh, program that we're building. So that's helping to pay for the the apprenticeship that we offer the stipend um so that that the rest of it is for us to kind of run the business you know and, and earn a profit and then the artists set their own prices you know they most artists offer several different offerings one might be a, just a conversation one might be a serenade one might be a guitar session they're different links and i would say artists are charging anywhere from you know fifty dollars for a 15 minute conversation all the way up to $300, you know, we have a pricing model. So if you're flexible, like if you want to have a conversation with an artist, if you're flexible on scheduling and we can schedule you next to someone else, that's going to be, that's going to be one price. If you need to have it on a certain day at a certain time, because it's a birthday party or something, then the price is a little bit higher. And so we're rewarding fans for being flexible that way. Artists are charging, you know, anywhere, like I said, from 50 to $300 for a 30 minute guitar session and people are buying, or you could buy a four pack of them and receive a, an extra one for, you know, included. So that's what we're doing now. One of the things that an artist has asked us to do in the short term in this kind of season is kind of a pay what you can. So we're getting ready to roll out something for artists where they can do, uh, we'll have three models. When you go to purchase as a fan, you'll see uh, pay what you can, if you can, and because you can. So we have three prices. So we have a suggestion as a kind of, if you can, and then uh, the, what you can is make any offer. And so for every person that pays the little bit higher price, we're going to do one of the lower prices. So it's kind of like, hmm. you know, we were joking internally, if you work for Purell, Purell or Amazon or any of these businesses that are actually, 
doing well, hey, maybe you're over here. If you're in the travel, entertainment, hospitality industry, maybe you're over here. You know, because you know, it's I, it seems to me as I talk to friends, people in different industries are being hit differently, right? Some people are exactly the same. Some people are seeing a great growth, and some people are just devastated, right? It's gone to zero. Yeah, so, on the other end. Uh, so those are. I hope that helps. But that's we want the, we work with the artist to choose the pricing, and they and then whatever they want to do. And we moderate, like I said, we schedule it. We moderate every um, hangout so that the artist and the fan are really comfortable. And we're getting great feedback from that, from the artist and the fan. So the variety of offerings are conversation, mini concert, serenade. Am I missing any of the major categories? Um, a guitar session, we call it. We don't call it guitar lesson because we want people, we're looking for people who are already kind of comfortable with their instrument. Mm. They don't have to be great, but you know. You can, if you know three chords, you're in. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, so fans who are interested can go to Topeka.live, that's the website, and look up an artist and see what they offer, see the pricing, and schedule it and get going from there. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. I got one. It's so fun because you check the emails every every morning when you wake up and you kind of see what came in, and uh, it's cool to see it every day and see it growing. And are, so, are artists um, driving their fans to Topeka.live, or does, is Topeka.live kind of uh, attracting people that might not even know those artists and just signing up for an artist experience? We're not there yet, um, and we're telling them right now the artists. We give them a, a URL, so it would be their artist name .topeka.live, and so they promote that. So then they have their own land, their own landing page. So when they post that their fans can go right to their page instead of seeing everything. They can click above and see other artists. We do, we're doing some Facebook and Instagram advertising in the background. If you are a fan of these artists, then this might pop up. Um, but we haven't really hit the button yet. We're just, we're, 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 we're relying on the artists to do it, help us to get it going. Have you seen artists using this in conjunction with other stuff like Instagram Live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch, You Now, Stage It, stuff like that? Yeah, I have. I feel like everyone's doing everything right now, and <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing artists are going to kind of settle in to a balance, and uh, we're happy to play a role, you know? Um, we're happy to play whatever role, and like I said, we're talking to some other technology companies right now about being kind of the backstage hangout, the live, the live mm. part of it for the people that want to do that, and um, we're excited about where that could lead. That's cool. Um, do you have any tips for artists or, or, or maybe even managers or artist teams, labels and so forth, who are just getting into this type of online streaming performance slash hangout experience? What, what, what kind of tips based on what you've seen artists do successfully, whether it's on the, the marketing side, the monetization side or the actual interaction with fans? Yeah, I mean, for me, I feel like every artist has a set of fans that are way down the curve on ingesting the music and making it part of them and want to know more. Um, they want to experience more. They want to get closer, um, in a, in a healthy way, <laughs> you know, not, but you know, I've always felt like, you know, we call them the core fans. I think every artist has a set of core fans. It may be five, it may be 500,000, but if you're putting energy into servicing and connecting those people and like having experiences, offering unique experiences, to that group of people, they tend to create gravity around your brand and bring people in. And uh, when I was managing the band Sister Hazel, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, that was our strategy. You know, we weren't going to be on MTV. We weren't going to be Radio Darns. Our whole strategy was take such good care of our current fans that they keep coming back and they, they can't help but bring people with them. And really, that's really been, it's, it sounds pretty simple, but I feel like every artist 
can be doing that simultaneously as they're building new fans. Makes tons of sense. And, and, and it sounds like you've done a good job translating that value set into an online platform like Topeka.live. If people want to know more, if they want to connect with you, what's their best next step? So at Topeka.live, we have a contact form or my email is just Andy at Topeka.live. Melissa and I worked together at Six Fan for 10 years and she moved to California and is raising her kids, but she has, she has some time. And so I, I engaged her about a year, almost a year ago to say, let's, let's bring this thing to life. So yeah, we're here. We're happy to help. Awesome. Andy, it's been great talking with you. Congrats on getting this off the ground and appreciate everything you brought to the conversation and, and what you're doing, man. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And thank you for listening to Music Tectonics. Please hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Come over to musictectonics.com to sign up for our weekly Wednesdays. We are doing online meetups every Wednesday in April. Some of them are meetups where you actually get to do shout outs and do some business. Talk a little bit about what you're looking for and how the community of music technology innovators can help. And some of them are panels or, or a combination of both. Um, we've done stuff on live streaming, remote collaboration. We're going to be doing some soon on creativity and how to pivot in the COVID-19 era, as well as just straight up meet folks. So join us there and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to Music Tectonics.